Many individuals try to find success on a daily basis. But what defines this success? Where does it come from? When you find a passion in your life and pursue this passion, everything can come together to form success. This is Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. Our guests will motivate you to take the next step to your success. Now, here's your host, David Wallach. Good morning, you all, and uh, welcome to our weekly episode of Taking Care of Business. Uh, before I discuss my topic today, I want—I I think I need to apologize uh, for what happened last week's uh, last week episode. Uh, we had a, the guest I had, Richard Boyer, which is he is a CPA by profession and a new entrepreneur, was with me in our studio and uh, the Voice America studio in Phoenix. However, we had a major uh, technical problem. And as such, we couldn't go live and had to um, run a previous episode. Um, the good thing that came out of uh, what happened there is that uh, the result of the technical glitch was that I uh, invited Richard for breakfast at First Watch in uh, Glendale, Arizona, and uh, learn more about uh, his future plans. And uh, we will host Richard in one of our up-and-coming shows in June. Uh, I hope you'll be able to tune in. He's a very interesting person with uh, a lot of experience, uh, both uh, with the public and private companies. And um, I would say that he's also kind of the opposite than I am. Like he's a CPA, by tra- as I mentioned, and I am exactly the opposite in terms of, of details. Uh, so it will, I'm sure it will be a very interesting discussion. Um, and now to uh, my topic today. So on May... Um, Sorry, on April 17th and May 1st, um, the two episodes of Taking Care of Business, uh, I've shared with you uh, our annual sales plan uh, form and discussed uh, how to complete and follow the plan. So uh, making every year a successful year uh, as soon as long as you, uh, you know, work with the plan, follow the plan, execute the plan. Um, Today... I would like to discuss some other important business fundamentals uh, that will help you, whether you're a business owner, a CEO, a CEO, or entrepreneur, to build your business or company, to build it right and, and you know, reach success. Uh, I will also share my good and bad experiences uh, over the last 20-some years that uh, I'm an entrepreneur since 1990. Um, and... I'll be focused on the entrepreneurship side because, as you know, our, our program or our episodes are focused on the entrepreneur business owners. Um, in, in my, you know, long-time experience um, and in many occasions, I've noticed that uh, businesses where the owner worked in the same field for another company before they opened uh, their business, uh, whether they were let go or decided to quit for different reasons, um, whether, you know, they didn't like uh, how, how things were going uh, or done and there were a place where they worked or maybe they had a dream one day to own their own company um, or, you know, any other reason that comes to mind. Uh, he or she then start their own uh, business venture in, you know, same field usually, uh, doing exactly the same type of work uh, they have done before. And, and sometimes what you find is you find people that ending up not owning just a business, but rather owning a job. Um, however, this time with all the baggage that comes with being an owner, whether it's dealing with 
account payables or account receivables, uh, banks, taxes, legal documents, car lease, equipment lease, etc. You can name it. I'm sure the list is vast and, and long. Uh, I, I'm not sure I know because I, I'm one of them. Um, so in short, basically what we see is people that uh, bought themselves a job uh, and, and they already had before. However, this time with the added headache and, and, and decreased sleep uh, and balance time. Um, and that's kind of what I want to discuss today is, is before you start the business. Um, during, and, and probably kind of elaborate also on, on the during the business uh, livelihood. Um, so when someone, when you talk with the idea of opening your new business and becoming an, an entrepreneur, what I suggest is, you know, put all the uh, background noise uh, aside. I'm sure there will be yay-sayers, no-sayers, nay-sayers. Uh, you'll have advisors right, left, and center, um, especially if you got laid off or, or you're mad at, uh, you quit because you're mad at uh, your current uh, kind of employer. This has to be kind of put aside uh, and Emotions have to be put aside and you need to take time and think deep, really deep into the decision-making process of, uh, of why. Why do you want to open uh, this particular business venture? Um, and that goes before you, th you seek a bank or an accountant, a, a lawyer or a partner or investor. It's the time that you need to kind of find a quiet environment, quiet space and answer to yourself um, once you answer to yourself, basically you also answer your future employees and your future cli future clienteles. Um, and those are many extremely important questions, which I'm going to elaborate and, and go uh, one by one. Um, th the key is when you answer those questions or these questions that I'm going to share with you, you have to be brutally honest with yourself. Um, the more honest you are, um, not looking for shortcuts in your answers, not kind of convincing yourself that this is the right answer, but really looking deep whether this is the right answer, the better chance you'll have to succeed and grow your business venture uh, once you actually kind of open the business and start uh, the, your business. And, and I think that, you know, I'll pause for a second before I go to uh, the questions and I'll share some of my experiences. Um, I... As I mentioned, my first business I opened in 1990. It was an insurance brokerage. The next, bi uh, the next bi business I owned was 1996. Uh, that was in the supply uh, business. And then in 2001, I became a partner in uh, the company I am right now, Barclay Street Real Estate here in Calgary, Alberta. And in 2014, I opened my uh, last venture so far, um, which is Triumph Real Estate Investment Fund. Um, but I want to go back to the start. And the start it was in 1990, as I mentioned. And um, I think that 1990 and 96 were every mistake possible that I just mentioned a few of them, I, I, I did. Um, in uh, 1987, sorry, 1987 to 1990, I was a life insurance supervisor in an insurance company. And late 89 and early 90s, I got mad at my, my boss, I got mad at the company, um, I, I didn't think that I am, you know, well compensated, I didn't think that I'm well uh, recognized. And 
I kind of uh, talked myself and the, another guy that was working with me, we kind of talked ourselves into uh, opening our first insurance brokerage without actually looking on um, some of the questions that I'm going to share with you. It was just a, a near reaction um, to, you know, being mad, being not satisfied. And, and as a result, we opened our uh, insurance brokerage. Uh, within a few months, we realized we, we don't fit working each other. And I had to buy them out, which cost me more money. Um, so that was mistake number one, you know, going um, with the wrong kind of mindset and wrong emotions to open a business and not thinking deeply and, and thinking, why do I want to open this business? Um, the second experience I had, as I mentioned, was 1996. I wanted to get out of the insurance brokerage, but that was my decision decision to get out of the insurance industry, not just the insurance brokerage, but the insurance industry as a general. And um, again, I uh, found someone that he was looking to buy a business, and I kind of let him do all the uh, due diligence, which... Later, I found out he didn't do a lot of due diligence. He was just desperate to buy a business. Um, and I was desperate to leave the insurance industry. Uh, take a long, Make a long story short, uh, we bought a business which was in the supply of uh, cleaning supply, which I have no idea, no, no previous experience, no nothing before we bought it. And... Um, the end result, of course, was that it was a failing business. Uh, we lost money. I lost money. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, three three or four years later, I can't even remember. Maybe I want, I don't want to remember. Uh, you know, sold uh, the company for, for peanuts. And uh, as I mentioned, lost a lot of money. And, and that's when I realized that uh, it, it when you decide to start your own venture, it's not about emotions, it's not about, uh, you know, um, you want to do something because you're mad or something because you're disappointed. Uh, before you kind of open the doors for your new business, you really have to uh, kind of think on why, where, what, and, and many other questions um, that um, comes to mind. And, and I'll start with, with the first question that, that um, you know, n- not a lot of people think about it. Um, and, and as I mentioned, what I see in most of entrepreneurs, we kind of tend to open the business in something we worked in before. So the question, the first question you have to answer yourself is what business are we in? What business are you going to be in? Uh, is it a business of service, of production? Is it a service that uh, uh, that uh, you, you are kind of have the knowledge or is it a new venture that you have to learn before you uh, you start your business? For example, I'll give you an example on, on my last venture, which is Triumph Real Estate Investment Fund. Uh, the first discussion opening the uh, fund was in October 2012. Uh, we launched the fund on June 2014. Uh, over a year and a half of research, over a year and a half of uh, legal work, over a year and a half of doing the right things and determining what is our product, what is our service, what is what are we going to do, and who are going to sell. So that took a year and a half or just over a year and a half before we launched. Again, 
this game, um, this came to me as, as a, I would say, a new change in my way, the way I open businesses. Because as I mentioned, the previous businesses, I, I just opened without thinking too deep on what, what I'm going to do. And that's why um, they're not, uh, they're done. And uh, money was, uh, you know, money didn't do go the right direction, let's put it this way. So again, the first question is, what business are we in? What business are you in? And and the next question you, you have to kind of uh, really think about because, you, you know, you come from, mainly if you come from the same industry that you want to open your new, your new industry, your, sorry, your new business. So what are the true needs that your product or service, um, products or services um are me, are meeting for our, our for your clients. Uh, what are the true needs that this product or service meet for your client? Because um, they already have someone servicing them. They're already some someone that giving them selling them this product. So, do you have a true kind of uh, niche? I would say to help your clients, get your clients, and 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 get um, you know the business up and running. Um, you know, another question that comes as a result of this one is, uh, what are the real benefits that your product or services are offering? Um, as, as you probably know, and uh, you know, nobody was waiting for us to open businesses. Businesses uh, exist uh, for many years, and uh, you know they already get those services and they already get this product. So you have to ask yourself: Is um, is my service, my product, gives them, gives the uh, uh, the client a, a better benefit, or what? What am what I basically going to offer them that they don't have already? What is it that uh, will make me kind of uh, succeed over the guys or the people that already work with them? Um, and as a, when, you, when you answer those two or three questions that um, are, are crucial to understand um, how you want to open the business, how you want to, uh, you know, sell your, or maybe not how, but what is the product and service that, that you, you will give you the kind of uh, edge to get into new clients and, you know, uh, have a good start for your business. Because at the, end of the, at the end of the day, if you don't sell your product and service, there's, there's no business. At the end of the day, uh, once you open a business, the bank will look at cash flow. Everybody, you'll look at cash flow and, and you'll need to get your clients. And, and the next question, which is probably... A result of the first three, but very heavy question, and um, answering this is key, I would say, to having a good start. And I'm sure I'm, I know I'm not the first one that asked this question. I know I, I've heard it many, many times. I w- I've been asked this question many, many times. Um, and the question is, why should someone do business with you rather than someone else? So... Why would I, if you come to me, you just open your company um, and you want to sell me your services, which I already, you know that I already have, I know I already have, um, so why should I do business with you? Why would I move my business from where I am right now to you? Is it money? Is it because you're cheaper? Or you have other reasons and you have other, um, uh, uh, I would say, advantages that I should consider 
as someone that is uh, looking to get the services as fast, as bad, as best as I can uh, to move my business to your uh, company. Um, so again, um, this is a very important question that not a lot of people ask themselves before they start. I've seen a lot of people ask this question after they start a company. Sometimes it is too late. And again, the question is, why should someone, why should I do business with you rather than with someone else that is already supplying me the uh, services or the product that you want to offer me? Um, as you know, we have to take a commercial break. Uh, so uh, we've uh, reached our first commercial break and um, we'll, ha- we'll have more questions and, and more discussion uh, following the first commercial break. I will meet you here uh, on the other side of the commercials. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Voice America is going live from Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. Tune in VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. Check out all the fan favorites as we give you an inside look into the latest and greatest in film and television with on-site exclusive celebrity interviews, cosplay, comics, geekdom, and more May 25th and 26th starting at 1 p.m. Join the Voice America executives and Hollywood executives Summer Helene as we broadcast live on location. Check out hashtag Voice America, hashtag Behind the Scenes, and hashtag DYIG to follow the latest action on social media. Listen live at voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Voice America CEO Jeff Spinard and VP Ryan Treasure will be live on site at 2 p.m. Friday for a special broadcast of Finding a Frequency Radio. Then join Hollywood bad guys Summer Helene on Behind the Scenes Live at 4 p.m. Tune in, Voice America. The leader in live internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, 
please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back again at uh, taking care of business. Um, and we're kind of discussing today fundamentalist questions that uh, one has to ask him, him or herself before opening a business or during the livelihood of a business. Um, those are vital questions for the success and, and, and growth of every business. Um, and I'll mention just two of the questions that uh, we kind of uh, mentioned before the uh, commercial break. The, one, the first one was... What business are you in? Um, that's the first question you want to ask yourself. And, and, and once you answer this question, um, you can never, never forget the answer. You can never forget the answer because that's the path the, the, the business will go for many, many years uh, to follow. And that's the path for success is always remember what business you're in. You have so many distractions. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, you have a lot of things to deal with. You have a lot of uh, people uh, that come and suggest, why don't you invest here? Why don't you partner with me here? Stick to what you know. Um, don't ever forget what you wrote on your uh, when you were kind of by yourself thinking about what business you're in and, and go with it. The second important question that I asked just before we went on the commercial break was, why should I uh, or anyone do business with you? Um, uh, is it price? Uh, maybe it's something else. Um, if you just come to my office and, you know, I already have those services and you offer me 5% less or whatever the number is, you're kind of, uh, I would say, grade C in, in competition. The question is, can you show me the quality or value that will bring you to become a uh, I would say supplier of choice um, that will take you to be grade A. So, what is it that that you have, or, or you supply, or you uh, produce, or you service that um, will make me want to leave the people that I know, the people I worked with, the people I uh, know me already and know weaknesses and, and strength, and 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 move my business to you? Um, I would say this is probably. In my humble opinion, um, the most crucial answer you'll ever give yourself and your business is what is your competitive advantage? Why is it that you uh, will be the, the, the supplier for choice? And, and if you remember when I mentioned the two episodes of uh, April 17th and May 1st, we talked about competitive advantage. What do you as a salesperson, as an owner, bring as uh, to the table that uh, will entice me to, do, uh, to, to, to switch? Um, you know, people don't like to switch. People like to stay uh, where they are, where they're comfortable and, and what, with what they know. Um, and, and that's a, a very uh, important kind of uh, lesson to learn. The next question that you have to ask yourself is who, who are my competitors? Um, and, and again, um, 
it's not always the big whales. It's not always the big whales in every industry. It's um, some of those big whales, and let's call them the international or the national, that have big pockets and do advertisement and, you know, on TV commercials, radio commercials, uh, newspapers, they may not be your competition. Uh, if you start your business in a local community, your competition may be, you know, your neighbor, uh, the store across the street, uh, whichever business you're uh, you're in, uh, the automotive on the in the, the next uh, block. Uh, so you have to figure out who's your competitor, and the reason you have to figure out who's your competitor goes back to the first question or to the previous question is. Why would I move my business if I'm with your competitor to you? Um, Again, it all boils down to you have to make a difference. You have to make a difference for for me to make the decision to move from my comfort zone. So you have to think are what are the point of differences of difference that you kind of uh, see um, between you and your competitors. Uh, what are the benefits of doing business with 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 you versus doing business with them? Uh, what are the disadvantages? You have to go and and kind of uh, I would say pile compile a, a list of uh, positive and negative to work with your competitor positive and negative to work with you and see where they interact where they intersect and and how do you uh, get over those uh, disadvantages working with you and uh, I would say magnify the disadvantages working with your competitor um, and, and that's uh, very important uh, as, as I mentioned the, the key when you start a business and the key to continue business is clientele. Um, they, with them, it's 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 do or die. Without them, it's do or die. With with them, it's do or die. So, um, the getting out of you know coming out of the gate with your new business, um, you have to be. I would say the first goal or the main goal will be to get um, the right clients in the door. And uh, to get the right clients in the door, you can get them only if you demonstrate to them, demonstrate to us, demonstrate to the to the public why uh, we should get in the door of your new business. Um, and and that's kind of uh, I would say something that will have to develop over the years as clientele grows, as as your service grows. You always have to think about your competitors. You always have to see what they're doing. Um, you know, the, the the word of the day today is data collection. So you have to collect the data about your competitors if they're doing something different. They're they're doing they're adjusting to the changing times. You may you may have to do the same. It's all about, uh, you know, keeping yourself ahead of your competitors. It's always thinking out of the box uh, ahead of your competitors. Uh, What is the point of difference between you and them? That's very important. Um, and and more important is sometimes you know we've we've seen a lot of companies that have a lot of advantage points and and a lot of of, of differences between them and the competition, but they don't tell the story. Uh, uh, so. The customers are not going to guess that you're better than them. You have to find out how to tell the story that once you find your advantage and their disadvantage, you have to show the, the, the story of your advantages and why and, and why you are the right person and why your company is the right 
solution for the clientele. Um, so again, it's as you can see, every question has relation to the previous question and to the next question. It it but those are, I would say, based on my experience and based on my mistakes and successes, those are uh, fundamental questions and very important to have a successful uh, business. Now, the next one is a little bit. Uh, a bit, a little bit tough, but but you have to think about it from the get go. And and the question is, what is the highest need of our primary customer today? But also, you have to think in advance and overhead and say, what is two years from now, two years from today, when I open the business, what do I think will be kind of the highest need of my customer? Um, and, and it's crucial because you want to have repeat customers and businesses that have repeat customers are successful businesses. Um, in our industry, in the real estate the brokerage industry, we say that every year you have to get 25 to 30% of your business should come either from a repeat business or repeat clients that re- refer to you new clients. Um, so you don't have to dig for those, the, the gold kind of uh, referrals. And, and you get them if you if you keep kind of your customer happy. So again, what is the highest need of my primary customer today? And what will it be two years from now? Or what do I think it will be two years from now? And you know, nobody has a crystal ball. It, you, you may be off a little bit, but at least you have to think in advance all the time. And, and the, the last portion of this question is, is how do we, I get closer to the customer's highest need? And this is where you buy loyalty. This is where you buy loyalty. When you sell the customer, whether it's service or product that really solves their problem, really kind of meets their highest need, that, that's when you buy, buy loyalty, get loyalty, um, get the repeat client, repeat customer, which, as you know, it's the best customer to have. Um, we already sold them who you are. They already build it, build trust with you, build uh, loyalty with you, um, and and that's why you always have to be ahead of the game, thinking about what are your clients' need, what are not, what are your needs, not who, if if you find something that you like to do but your customers don't need, don't even bother. Um, and, and the question is, again, uh, all the time you have to think ahead of the game, meet clients on a regular basis, and always ask them, what is your next thing? What is your next step? What is what, How are you growing? How are you changing your company? That keeps you informed on what their needs will be. And you can then be their supplier of choice uh, by thinking with them and becoming part of their company and their strategy. Um, and, and, you know, we say it again and again and again, never end the relationship by a sale with a client. Always come back after the sale. Always follow them after the sale because you'll get the next sale and the next sale and the golden referral. Um, I've seen many, many salespeople that after the sale is done, they just, ignore the client and you know they lose the client and uh, every time they have to kind of um, buy a new client and it's tougher than keeping an existing client 
Um, the other thing is um, you have to think is is right now if you look at industries, and it doesn't matter which industry. Let's take for example oil and gas. A few years ago, uh, nobody knew what fracking was. Um, you have to think is on a, on the industry you're in, and it doesn't matter which industry you are. All industries are changing now, and and the world is changing rapidly. Every industry is getting into more IT. Everything is getting more advanced. Everything, a new workforce. So you have to kind of think in advance. Um, how am I preparing for the change for tomorrow? Um, how we first of all, how do I address the uh, rapid change in the industry today? And as, and again, it doesn't matter which industry. And what is my kind of thinking and preparing for uh, the change that will come tomorrow? Um, and, you know, whether you see it in industry uh, magazines, whether you see it in conferences, always uh, keep your eyes and ears open for the changes that are happening around you. Um, you don't want to be the last one uh, that are getting accustomed to change. Um, because you already uh, lose, you already lose a lot of clientele. You lose a lot of, uh, you know, the battleground. Um, you have to be kind of prepared to ex extreme or fast change, and you have to, I would say, even think about the change before it happens. Um, it will help you, uh, kind of, uh, you know, be a, again ahead of your competitors. Uh, be ahead in terms of telling the story of why people should work with you and be ahead with coming with new ideas uh, to your clientele and getting new clientele through this um, rapid change that you adapt yourself and, and, and you even take initiative in, in, in implementing some of it uh, in your company. Um, so the next portion is a little bit, I would say complicated, but um, it's a necessary uh, evil. And I, I think you have to answer this question in, in, I would say, most detail you can just so you can deal with it. And, it is a, and the question is, what is the weakest link um, in doing businesses with me? What is the weakest link in doing businesses with your company? Um, because I, uh, the clients will see the weakest links. They're like the client will identify the weakest links. Uh, it may not see it on identified on the first meeting, but definitely if there is a relationship that's starting to evolve, they will see the weakest link. You want to have the most honest discussion with yourself, with your management team on the weakest link in the company, in as much details as possible. And the reason is you want to tackle this weakest link. Whether you solve it, whether you kind of, you know, saying, uh, deal with it in, in, in advance, whether you deal with it by, uh, you know, saying, this is our weakest link, however, this is our strength. I, I, I'm not here to give the answers. I'm here to ask the questions. But, but the question is crucial because um, as I said, as I, as I mentioned earlier, the the guests from the outside, whether they're client, customers, prospects, um, uh, your suppliers, um, we all will see the weakest link in your company. We all we all love to 
I would say that some clients like they love uh, finding what their weakest link in is, and, and especially if it's a if it's a suspect or a prospect, as we call it, um, they will look for their weakest link so as an excuse why not to work with you, or you know why to grind you more and more and more on price or in services. Uh, so you have to be really, really prepared. Um, where is uh, the problem you have, or uh, as we call it, the weakest link on your service, product, company, employees, uh, whatever it is. Um, the the fan, the better you know your weakest link, the better you, uh, chance you have to deal with it and 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 not making it a big issue with your uh, prospects and clients. Um, we reached our second commercial break. Uh, once again, uh, I will see you here or hear you here or you'll hear me here uh, following the second commercial break. Uh, talk to you later. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. And uh, we're back for the uh, last segment of today's episode of Taking Care of Business, where we're discussing uh, crucial uh, questions that uh, one has to ask her or himself before opening um, their business or during the livelihood of a business, uh, whether it's a 
uh, small uh, business or whether it's a big conglomerate, big company, uh, some of the questions are almost the same. Um, and um, uh, the better you answer them, the better you have uh, the chance to succeed and grow your company. Uh, before we went into the uh, commercial break, um, the question I discussed was, uh, what is the weakest link in doing business with your company? Uh, and we discussed the uh, how you answer the question to yourself and then how you deal with it. Um, the, the other question that comes to mind is um, what's getting in the way of getting things done? Um, so you, you, you have to understand what are the hurdles you're going to have now uh, in order to, to get the business uh, off the ground and up and running and then uh, a viable and live uh, business. So what are the, uh, what's getting in your way? What, what are the hurdles that you have to clear uh, or jump around or uh, jump out, uh, on above or go around in order for you uh, to be successful and um, the company uh, that you're kind of building to be successful? Um. In, in, I think in all of our um, episodes so far, it's over a year now, we always discuss, discuss vision, mission, and, 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 and purpose. Um, so once you answer the questions that um, we discussed this morning in the first two episodes, uh, segments of today's episode, you have to look at the vision, mission that you have or you're preparing and, and see whether, is it truly viable? Um, uh, does it have uh, the flexibility that you need in, for instance, in, in, in kind of uh, uh, face of rapidly changing marketplace um, conditions? Maybe you have to rejig your uh, vision mission statement. Maybe you have to do a new one. Uh, maybe there are things you, you didn't think about while you, uh, before you answer those questions that we discussed in the first, uh, earlier today. Um, it, it's kind of crucial to have your vision, mission, and, and, and purpose align with the answers you have. You just kind of wrote to yourself or answered yourself on all the questions we discussed this morning. Um, and, and as a result of that is, is what are the specific strategies uh, that you're going to implement to make uh, the vision a reality and to kind of, uh, uh, you know, m make sure that they add value to your customers based on uh, the benefits you show them, based on the delivery you show them, based on your advantage, competitive advantage that we discussed, uh, and based on everything that uh, you have kind of uh, answered to yourself in terms of what do I want to do, how do I want to do it, what, what do I get from it, what is the client getting from it, and how do I uh, get the company to strive and succeed. And, and those uh, strategies, if they align with the mission, vision, and the answers um, are, I would say, a big, big uh, uh, portion of, of, of a road to success. Um, you have to be focused on your mission uh, and, and, and exercise kind of uh, discipline in your decisions um, and, and be open to kind of taking the risk. But again, always go back to what we said when we started. Um, and this is what business we're in and stick to that 
to that decision. And and why do be why do people want to business with me and stick to that progress? Um, you know, you have to kind of then, if you're a new company and you and you have to kind of start hiring, those are the questions you have to ask your new employees or your new, I would say, prospects to to get hired. Uh, to see that they fit what uh, vision you have, what mission you have, what purpose your company has, and and whether they answer the questions that you ask yourself in a fashion that that you know goes hand in hand with how you see um, your competitive advantage or and also your culture and your opportunities and and, and the service and and how you see customers and how you see clients and how you see prospects. Um, what skills do you need to to hire? That will help you. The, the, those questions that you answered will basically be the the, the foundation, um, or the answer. Sorry, will be the foundation of doing the right thing. Great movie by Spike Lee, doing the right thing. By the way, um, so those answers that you answered yourself are the foundation of hiring right. Servicing right, getting clientele right, getting uh, winning prospects, and making them clients. Um, you know, there's one question that uh, you have to answer before you start the process of hiring, and, uns- and fi- once you kind of finalized all the answers and finalized your mission and your vision and your purpose, and you're ready to roll. And this is: Would you work for you? If someone gave you, here's the mission, here's the vision, here's the purpose, and here are the the important um, items or important strategies and important uh, kind of decisions we made in a company, uh, will you join us? So will you work for that company? Um, this seems a little bit odd, but this is an important question to answer to yourself because that will help you uh, on the hiring process. That will help you understand um, the people that sit across from you when you interview them, what they're looking for, whether they fit or not, whether they meet your criteria that you kind of want to have as an employee in your company. It, it will always remember one thing, when you own a company, you're not just an entrepreneur, you're also a leader. And once you start hiring people, they will look for your leadership qualities and they will look for a leader that will help them get to the next level and help. It's not just your company. It's also their future and their kind of prosperity and their professional growth. So when you become an entrepreneur, you also become a leader. When you become a leader, you have to ask yourself, how am I going to lead? What defines an excellent leader and why? Because um, they will be looking at, at and, and it goes to that same question, will you work for you? So will you work for that leader that is called you? Uh, that's what your prospects and employees are looking for. So you have to be very, very uh, cautious on how you deal with all those uh, questions that we discussed uh, this morning. And, and again, 
I would say it again and again and again. Be brutally honest. Um, you know, honesty will will help you. Uh, if you're looking for a shortcut and to convince yourself this is the right question, even though you don't believe in it, it's not help going to help you to live a long life as an entrepreneur. On the contrary, it will carry it only issues, um, and 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 that's why when you think about leadership and when you think about the last question that I asked, would you work for you? Uh, this is, uh, I would say, the summary of the, all the questions that we asked this morning and on all the answers that you uh, had to uh, give yourself and and, and uh, decide whether to open a business or not. Uh, maybe your decision will be, you know what, after reviewing all those business, all those questions and after answering them, Maybe I'm not the right guy. Maybe I should go back and work for someone and, you know, enjoy balancing life and, and work uh, eight to five or whatever the time is of, of or whether it's shift or it, or extra time and, and go home and, and don't deal with, and not deal with employees and, and AP and account receivables, account payables, banks. Maybe I don't need it because I'm not the right guy to deal with all that stuff. And And I've seen... Many, many times that people, as I mentioned, opened businesses and had to close them because they just bought themselves a job. So if you need to buy yourself a job, just get a job with another company. It's easier. It makes life easier. It makes uh, family happier. And it makes you happier. And at the end of the day, we all want to be happy. The, the one thing that uh, uh, I want you to kind of write down in, in, in after you answer all those questions is, uh, I want you to finish the next sentence. Business would be better if only. Be- business would be better if only. Um, and, and you know, it's a it's a it's a personal thing. Uh, what you're going to answer here, it's a personal thing. It's a personal uh, idea. It's a personal personal thought. It's a personal way of you look at the business, at your own business, or the the new whether it's new or existing. Um, I think it encompasses a lot of where your responsibility lies here in making it better. Um, so uh, when you answer, uh, or sorry, when you complete the sentence, business would be better if only, uh, think about your responsibility. Think about your accountability as a business owner, as a business, uh, as an entrepreneur. Where is your responsibility and accountability when it comes to making your business a be- uh, better? Um, a- a- again, I'm not trying to, and this, and <laughs> I, I would like to encourage people to be entrepreneurs, but I like you to be entrepreneurs with the right mindset. I would like you to learn from my mistake. I would like to learn from my experience and from other experience of people that I interviewed here over the last year. And, and uh, we, I have a few more interviews lined up for the next month and a half. Um, so uh, the reason for all this is to um, help you, whether you open a cannabis store uh, or a mechanic or um, IT services, it doesn't matter what industry you are, I just want you to make the right decisions. I want you to be able to, to succeed. And, and I've seen so many businesses that fail, including my own, for those mistakes of, of you know, thinking they were smarter than the guy next door without thinking about the guy next door, thinking that we were smarter than everybody else and everybody was waiting for us. Nobody is waiting for us. People know exactly 
what services they have. People know exactly what they do. And if we want to win their business, we have to be smarter. We have to be prepared. We have to be uh, uh, ready to, to, to work hard. We have to be ready to do the right thing. Um, and, and as I said, it's, it, it, being an entrepreneur is, is a lot of brain damage. Uh, so think about it. If you want it, take it kind of full force, including the headache. There are benefits. I enjoy it. I, as I said, I'm an entrepreneur since 1990. Um, so um, you do the math. I'm too old for that. Um, and, and I would want to share with you now 10 things that successful people do often. So first is they trust their creative side. They go with their ideas. Um, second, they plan ahead. They persist. They believe if someone is not planning for the future, then they are planning to fail. So they set targets. They take real action. They focus. Action is the key to success. To be successful, one needs to be proactive. You cannot just sit and wait for success to happen. Not going to happen. They measure progress. They improve. By measuring, they stay on track. They reach their target and their goals. Again, going back to the uh, May 1st and April 17th uh, episodes, which we talked about a written uh, business sales plan. Again, you can measure everything on that plan if you uh, go with it. Um, the next thing that uh, successful people do is they work outside of their comfort zone. They're brave. They're always looking forward to make constructive changes and new innovations in their life. As we discussed, always think ahead for your clients and for your company on, on uh, changes that are happening in the industry and in the world. They keep things simple. They clarify. They choose something that's doable. If it doesn't work out, they use their experience to pick some, something else and move forward. Don't get stuck on something, you know, life is too short. Um, the next thing I want to say, they focus on continuous improvements. They push. They deal with troubles when they arise. Um, they learn from mistakes. I mentioned a few mistakes as I've done in my life, and I think I've learned some, uh, you know, painful lessons, and it impacted everybody, including my family. Uh, they adjust. They look for the pos uh, positives in all situations. And, and positive from a, from a mistake is to learn from it. Uh, and Learn and not re repeat it. They spend time with the right people. Again, hiring the right people. And the last thing I want to mention, they are flexible. They compromise. Plan strategies or tactics uh, might change. They move with the strokes. So uh, we reached the end of today's episode of Taking Care of Business. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope uh, you got some new ideas or refreshed your business thoughts with uh, old information and that you will implement some of it uh, to help you better run your business or start your new business. Next week, I will host a new guest, an entrepreneur sharing with us uh, the road to their success. I would love to hear back from you. I would love to hear your, big, uh, your feedback and guest suggestions at dvwallach at gmail.com. Again, dvdivwallach at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you, Matt, uh, my engineer, and I'll meet you here 
at www.voiceamerica.com slash writing next Tuesday, May 29th at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Your host, David Wallach. Thank you for listening to Taking Care of Business. Please join David Wallach again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, make your week as great as you want it.